I like getting a tan, but this is ridiculous. Let me bring you up to speed. Stand up, Chuck. Let me see you. This is not acceptable. No doubt about it. Holy smokes. This is terrible. This is terrible. This is the Brian Suits Show. That's not true. They're That's not, not going to see much higher gas prices, maybe even lower than they are today. So, mm, yeah, just pennies. 2023, you're going to be paying just pennies. Just pennies more per gallon. Just pennies. It's for the polar bears. You're just going to be paying pennies. 46 of them per gallon. <laughs> That's the point. But it's just pennies. Back in a second, AM 770 KTGH Brian Suits here. Uh, now that we have a crackhead-free uh, foyer, uh, I can I can breathe a little easier and move my problem down the block to someone else. Uh, back in a second, let's get you to work with it right way, Trevor. Yeah, you know that thing you rejected twice uh, at the ballot box for the cap and invest. Anytime, anytime they say something like that, you know what it is. It's just give us, give the state free money. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, you, using the same numbers, the, the governor's numbers over here, and then the Washington Paul, the some say conservative leaning by don't waste my money leaning uh, Washington Policy Center with uh, different numbers. Uh, so it. The surveillance video from inside the uh, high school in Uvalde, Texas, was supposed to be shown to parents this weekend, but it leaked. Uh, and it, it, there, there's none of the victims are shown in, in the video. There's uh, part of the video of the of the shooter uh, walking uh, through the halls. Yeah, a little bit, sort of otherworldly. Uh, it's you know. very disturbing. Yeah, and then the video of the initial. Uh, encounter when three officers did, you know, in accordance with their the rules of engagement, try to engage him. What I'm seeing is three guys who've never been shot at in their lives being shot at for the first time in their lives. Um, that at least that that's my initial take of that. They, they know that that there is they've only seen one guy, and a teacher says there's one guy. Two of them have rifles. One guy has a handgun. Um, the first rounds are fired at them they don't return fire but one of the guys spins around and sprints back and he's touching the side of his head and he was not grazed it's just that he's never had a bullet pass pass by him um and then you see in the video over minutes and minutes and minutes other law enforcement agencies the sheriff's department and the police department of the city and the police department of the school district showing up. And then within, you know, within a little while, the border patrol, the BORTAC guys are there and, and others. And in, in the standing around thing, what, what I sense is happening is as units, as agencies are showing up, they're getting bad information. Um, because I, I, I gotta say, I mean, the majority of cops I know, if they were were told, yeah, it's one guy and he shot at us and we retreated to back here, they would say, well, that's okay. We have shields. We're ready to go and the whole thing. I well, it, it looks to me like bad information is being passed around and and everyone is is now the, the paralysis of inaction has set in, um, <clears throat> and and it took. Whatever. What's the number now? Seventy minutes or 70? seventy-seven minutes? I think before just standing be, before around. enough people, you know, showed up and said, "Okay, l- let's get the story straight." What, there's one guy, and these shots we've we've heard over the last you know hour, 
are him unopposed in there. And, and it's, it's very frustrating because, you know, on, on the one hand, um, I, you know, for, for everybody, yeah, you know, you got to bust the chariot for everyone. You're all, everyone is, is completely acute, excused to fill your shorts. First time you're shot at, um, once you've seen the elephant though, and you choose to wear the badge or wear the flag, um, and, and you know what it looks like, it's, um, it, you're you're going to suffer the quiet contempt of um, the people who have seen the elephant and went back for it. It's real. I, I got to say, he might come on the air anonymously, but a there's there's a person I know who was in a very large, the largest county in America in their in their equivalent of SWAT um, for over ten years, and he went there because he was no good as a patrolman. <laughs> He was he was always ready to go. So he he went to as as they say, SWAT cop stories begin when other cop stories end. Other cop stories end with and then we called in SWAT. Um, and for for people in that community, this this has their blood boiling. Um, and also, uh, 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 I think what we can glean from what's leaked out of there, the guys who showed up later on feel like they were lied to. Um, and, or else they were like, they, it's what they trained for is to show up in a chaotic situation, be briefed accurately and say, okay, shields up, here we go. Um, but, uh, and that's, you know, that's me talking to friends of mine via text. I can't imagine being a parent and seeing that. And that one parent who was a off duty local cop. You know, seeing that, and then the other parents that were actually detained and pulled away, and all that. Um, yeah, you've touched on a number of points that have been running through my mind as well, Brian. And I, I don't know if you're like this, but I, I've often wondered what I would do in a situation where there was extreme danger or an unfolding shooting or crime or violence happening before my eyes. And I don't think any of us really know what we would do unless we were actually presented with that moment actually occurring. But when you're law enforcement, you kind of sign up for this type of thing, knowing your life could be in danger or that you might have to put your life in danger for the sacrifice of others. And to see this video of the hallways of Robb Elementary School, right when the mass shooter enters, and within seconds, he starts shooting in the classroom, and there's law enforcement right behind him. I mean, right behind him. And, and the thing is... And, and they, they're they heavily armed, and some of them even have shields. And but not a, initially. Not initially, but, but within but a few minutes. Everybody I saw had body armor. And the one thing you know, in all probability, is that the 18-year-old, uh, has never been shot at before either. The entire purpose of sending rounds back down range towards that guy is is to get the effect on him that he had on the cops here in Uvalde. They they ran away from his initial fire rather than taking cover and returning fire. They just ran away. Well, you send it back. You make him react. That's the entire point. And uh, like I say, there's wide berth for how people react. That's why you train realistically. You, you train like you fight, so you fight like you train, the whole thing. And there, we were hearing about they were doing realistic school shooting training, and some of the cops said, I can't do this. So they hung up the badge or went, you know, worked admin or something like that. I Grown men, 
the first time they were shot at in Iraq, mm-hmm. there were, there were some grown men who said, I can't go back out there. Right. And it's there. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. You know, we'll find something for you for a while. And then, and then most of them within, you know, days or weeks are like, okay, you know, I got it under, under control now. I, I'm, I'm ready to go. And it's, you know, it's no sin. There's no dishonor on them, but to lie about it. And say, oh, I'm going to draw the paycheck, and I'm infantry as, any, as the next guy, and the whole thing. That, that's the sin because you're putting someone's risk and life, uh, life at risk. You know, in in this case, I, like you say, wide berth. Uh, if this is the first time these guys have ever been shot at, yeah, it's pretty shocking, isn't it? That's why you, you want to return fire on the guys, and you're supposed to have trained for this. So the parents are, you know, this wouldn't calm me down anymore and say, well, at least they tried. They were there. Oh, well, you've never been there. It's like really okay, but. You know what we really need on January 1st, 2023, Greg? $0.46 cents per gallon increase in the state of Washington. Um, Can't but wait. It's an investment. It's an that's investment. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Gas might be 9 bucks a gallon then, uh, or it may be $0.09. Cents. If you're uh, the governor of the state of Washington, you have no difference, uh, no idea what the difference is. Uh, Q13 with that story. We'll, we'll get to that here in just a second. Oh, by the way, other great news. Uh, the crackhead is off of our foyer, our foyer in the front of the building here at the Radio Ranch. I was greeted with a gentleman, 4.30 in the morning, passed out, with a festooned our, our landing, our stairs, with uh, Ben and Jerry's uh, and other, other shoplifted stuff. Uh, so he was passed out, and uh, he managed to uh, rustle himself around 7.30 uh, and, and, and in front of us with foil and a giant lighter, take another hit, and he's gone. He's moved on with his day. Getting an early start to the day at seven thirty in the morning, so he's he's gone. Oh, by the way, inflation now nine point one percent as of uh, this morning's cal- calculation. Back in a second, AM seven seventy, uh, KTGH. Uh, Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. AM seven seventy KTGH. Brian Suits here, and uh, you see, you captured the murder harness by putting a delicious mixture of rice wine vinegar, cooking uh, rice wine vinegar. And other stuff in the bottle, and then then the murder hornets say to themselves, "Self, mm, I want to get in." So more on that later. Team coverage. Um, I just realized, producer Greg, this this issue, the Donnybrook, the kerfuffle down in South Center. That's your on ramp, off ramp, isn't it? It's southbound I five. You know, you go underneath the whatever it is, marginal way. Uh, go go over the broad uh, uh, majestic Duwamish, and then you 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 get in the left lane to get to Renton, right? I go over I ninety. Oh, you go that way? Yeah, through the S show curve. Well, this is the other way. Like you're going to South Center, and this this dude clearly took it too fast. It's deceptive, though. Uh huh. Sure. Just, it's only marked in numerals and stuff like that, but. Uh, no, he took that tunnel, the South I-5, South 5 to the, it's not 405 anymore. Um, it's like the 518 or something. But anyway, he so he rolled there with a double rig of bigness. So that's why there's, it doesn't affect northbound. So And it shouldn't affect your commute home, which I hope is a lovely one. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of this online right now. Uh, could expect some delays for quite some time over this semi-truck rollover. Yeah. Uh, because people going south are, are going to say, well, I'll just stay on good old reliable 405. Now everybody is. So, so, uh, 
The driver mm. is apparently okay, according to troopers. Mm, I want to get it. Mm, I want to get it. Um, well, mm, I really want a 46 cent per gallon increase on J- January 21st, uh, probably January 1st, 2023. Uh, Q13 with the story. And if this sounds, if cap and invest sounds like something you rejected twice at the ballot box, you'd be correct. But the governor is uh, going to impose it on everybody. Starting January 1st of next year, companies that emit CO2 gas, like the gasoline refineries and Accordus, will have to pay millions of dollars to offset those carbon emissions. For some, it's a tax. The governor calls it a cap and invest. We in Washington now have one of the best cap and invest bills, which actually will give us cleaner air and will invest dollars in building jobs in the state of Washington. Twice, voters statewide rejected the idea. One reason, potentially higher gas prices. And it was a money grab, not to be spent on roads, but on anything. Way, 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 way. So it's a gas tax that they're going to have a, a license to spend on whatever. And, well, luckily, uh, gas companies don't pass on production costs at the pump. So we sleep well. The political rhetoric is to call it cap and invest because they take the taxes and then they spend it. And now, in this day of $6 a gallon gas... That was the Washington Policy Center's energy and environment uh, guy. And we'll, we'll uh, uh, see if we can get him on, if not tomorrow, then, then Friday. And just so that everyone hears me say it, and anyone of the governor's office can feel free to call in. You have the hotline. Don't get trampled in the rush. But back to this. Comes the political gambit. Will oil and gas companies pass the CO2 emissions tax onto customers? This is going to have minimal impact, if any, pennies. We're talking about pennies, potentially. Not all of this would be passed off to the consumers, and what they would would be pennies. But the cons- Okay, I have this recorded. This is, this is not, I'm not going to delete this. This isn't going anywhere. Uh, make a stick a pin in this January. What I don't even know what date January first is. Twenty twenty three. Uh, not 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 sure. I just know I'll be down at the Rose Bowl watching the Cougs. It's all I know. But when I'm back on the air and gas is uh, up up by forty six. So technically, he may be correct. Before we get to the estimates, he may be correct. It may be only pennies. But like I say, Washington Policy Center says. It'll be 46 of them uh, for the gasoline. It'll be 59 of the just pennies for the uh, diesel. We're talking about pennies, pennies, potentially. Not all of this would be passed off to the consumers, and what they would would be pennies. But the conservative-leaning Washington Policy Center disagrees. If you look at his own department's study and the intent of his law, it is to drive gas prices up so that use goes down and we would produce less CO2. It came out with new numbers based on the same Department of Ecology analysis the governor uses to justify his pennies comment. That's just crazy. It's, it is so weird. Uh, I, I, I mean, in his adult life, he has no real-world experience. It's really weird to me that, that he, he can look in the camera and talk into a microphone and say, and and with such emphasis, and say, it's just pennies. He's he's unaware how publicly traded companies work. I mean, if 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 you're a shareholder, you don't take a vote and say, yeah, don't don't pass it on to the consumer. Uh, we'll, we'll just take a hit there. I don't, who needs a dividend? Am I right? Um. Anyway, he uh, he he goes on. 
At what point are you going to tell the people of Washington State that they're going to possibly see much higher gas prices next year because of the CO2 emissions tax? Which well, that's not, that's not true. They are not going to see much higher gas prices, maybe even lower than they are today. So when the governor... <laughs> How? <laughs> I don't, I, like I say, I have to admire the the cojones on him to to, Hubris. to to say it with a straight face with a straight face prices next year because of the co2 emissions tax which well, that's not that's not true they are not going to see much higher gas prices maybe even lower than they are today so when the guy and then he has to add that on maybe lower than they are today does he know how business works of so when the governor says it's not a tax and that we're not increasing gas prices, that's simply not accurate. He wants people to pay more at the pump so that they use less gasoline. That's that's very impact of the law. That's the goal of the law. And that's the, the big reveal. That's the big green pill here is that he has to sell it with a straight face. He has to tell um, his his own base and complete morons who don't know how business works. That, that's not true. It may even be lower. No, no, this is, you know, of course, they, they, they want it to be very expensive for me to drive the hour and 15 minutes that I do per day just to get here. And oddly enough, it's less time going home when it's light out. It must be because I'm going downhill. I'm not sure. But but uh, I, I think there there has to be that cognitive dissonance to even go to work as a governor. And say things like that. I mean, you, you know how the. By the way, I, I heard some. I heard some stories that I can't corroborate from people that from from service working people in restaurants in Olympia, and it, they don't make him out to be a great guy in in regards to mask mandates and things like that. I can't corroborate them. I can only say that you know sideways. But so anyway, that that we know, you're going to be paying more on January twenty January first. 2023. I wouldn't know. I'm going to be in Pasadena watching the Cougs and the Rose Bowl. Mm, I want to get in. So, um, all right. How to catch a murder hornet when we come back. And Elizabeth Warren. We'll check uh, the text. We'll check your text, by the way. 800 465 Pardon me. 8770. 800 465 We will check your text right after this. Uh, let's get you to work with the right way How do you know if your catalytic converter has been stolen? AM 770 KTTH. Brian here with producer Greg. Uh, probably that very loud. It sounds like you're driving a Harley all of a sudden. And it's 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 almost one of those crimes where it, it would be worth, it's that Pulp Fiction thing, where it would be worth catching the guy in the act. And, of course, I don't in any way, shape, or form uh, revel in the unfortunate death of a miscreant or scofflaw or catalytic converter thief. But there are stories with, with the increase in catalytic converter theft. What they do is they jack up your car with a bottle jack or a scissors jack or something. 
then they trust that they've set it right. They get underneath there with a sawzall and kind of. There have been numerous times in the past two years. Have you just seen these stories, Greg? They're 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 not funny. It's what they're not. But where a a car owner will come out of their apartment or house or whatever in the morning, and there's oh there's, no, yes. a body under their car. There's two legs sticking out, like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the East. And I'm uncomfortably laughing. Because I just can't imagine the misery of the, of the individual. Uh, well, that's not going to happen to this chap in Bellevue. He's been hard at work stealing your catalytic converters. New surveillance video shows a prolific thief in action stealing catalytic converter from a Bellevue family scar. Investigators say it was part of a multi-week crime spree, including thefts in a school parking lot. So if you're one of the Bellevueers who uh, over the past uh, two or three weeks have had your catalytic converter, it's kind of like car theft. It, it tends to be concentrated in one or two or three gangs of guys or individuals. Once they buy the tool and all that, then they have the skill and they have the connection to drop off the catalytic converter for cash. Uh, they'll do it individually. So, so if you get, it's funny, if you arrest one and take them off the street, it's pretty significant by the number of people, you know, who can get to work with their car without it sounding like a Harley. Uh, so when Bellevue police finally arrested the suspect, Dan Pham, P-H-A-M, uh, he's no longer in jail, though, because a judge released him. And, I mean, on the one hand, great, it's not a violent crime, but, man, ask the people who can't go to work. I, I, if they go to work, it like I said, sounds like an unmuffled car. And you know why? It's an unmuffled car. A $25,000 warrant has been issued for Pham's arrest in connection to three felony theft charges. It only took this guy. This is this is this is why it's it's onesies and twosies that do this. It took this guy on video. He jacks up the car, or in some cases, the guy. So he's a tiny dude. He can just get under there. Twenty seconds to snatch a catalytic converter. Is that right? I went no two idea. zero. Twenty seconds. Isn't that crazy? You can steal a lot of those things in a very short amount of time. He was on the Thespri while driving a distinctive Audi, which was seen next to cars with stolen catalytic converters. Uh, a uh, a 17-year-old's catalytic converter was stolen in broad daylight from Interlake High School. Uh, uh, aren't they the St. Bernard's? Or the, yeah. Anyway. Uh, parking lot. Go, go Bernard's. Is there a specific type of car that they're looking to, to profile? Generally, if it is... If if it has higher clearance, it's easier to get under, and you don't have to go to the bottle jack or or whatever, and that's how you get it out in twenty seconds. So if you're in a low rider, you're sitting pretty. <clears throat> yeah, and you're sitting pretty. Um, and and so um, that's how that it, it's crazy. It's just, just like just like actual car theft. What what's really frustrating for a lot of people is a lot of times the the cars are thefted for really nothing more than the catalytic converter. And then whatever you left in the trunk, uh, or or whatever. By the way, remember the Coasty who who was moving his family out here from uh, Michigan or Illinois or whatever the Great Lakes. They uh, got robbed. They did get the vehicle back. They got the truck back. Um, they got the Jeep Cherokee that was on the trailer. Absolutely emptied of stuff. You know, all the, the that was the entire issue was that they the you know guy and his wife and four kids moving out to Coast Guard Seattle from. Coast Guard, Great Lakes, whatever, um, had the entire bed of the pickup topped off, plus with all the kids' stuff, the clothes, you know, the whole thing. That's all gone. Of course it's all gone. 
Um, and then the, and then they also packed up a bunch of stuff in the Jeep and everything in there is gone, you know, and, and uh, the whole thing. So now they got to start in Seattle with no, you know, no clothes for the kids and, uh, and the whole thing. But they at least they got the, the cars back. But, you know, that's the thing is oftentimes they'll they'll take the catalytic converter, you know, other stuff uh, and all that, you know, and I. I this is personal to me because I I had a catalytic converter stolen. The guy I went to re- replaced it with a stolen catalytic converter, and I around found that out. Found that out uh, around uh, uh, Ashland, Oregon, um, and limped into Stillicum, took it to a Volvo guy, and the Volvo guy said, "Yeah, it wasn't re- whatever. It wasn't installed correctly." Um, and then, so he put a correct, you know, OEM catalytic converter in the vehicle and all that, but it's, it's ultimately what junkyard dealer, I mean, they're obviously complicit. If a, if a guy, if a crackhead comes driving in with a van full of catalytic converters, what, what's the next process? You give him cash and what do you do? You melt it down for the palladium at the junkyard? Like why? Why? Never mind the guy. Never mind Dan Fam. Why don't you trail him and watch where he's getting cash for the things, and nail that too. We got to check the text. Oh, Brian. I'm sorry about that. I, <laughs> I was rant. I'm so I'm so ranty today. I didn't want to the, interrupt the homeless guy who was camping out on the front of the front door of the radio. Rant. And speaking mm, of that, I want to get in. We have a ton of text on oh, that very crap. issue. From the 206, Brian, summer of 2015, I worked in the camping department of Outdoor Emporium on 4th. Every day, dozens of these guys would buy a tent and sleeping bag using their new benefits card the city gave them. What? Then these guys would set up camp and proceed to get high. Bet this guy was an Outdoor Emporium person yesterday. No, no. They're homeless because the rent's too high. That guy's wrong. I it's have the a, environment, damn it. There's a book by Greg Colton. The Seattle Times had the story yesterday. Uh, cause of homelessness, it's not drugs or mental illness. So that guy's just flat out wrong. The city is not funding people. Blue, sta- blue states on the West Coast, all of them, are not funding people to be homeless. That's just impossible. Well, this guy needs to get the, the heads up on that about where to get a tent. From the 541, seems a guy in Seattle can't just pull up a concrete stoop and have some peace and quiet to do some crack and enjoy some socially responsible Ben & Jerry's premium-priced ice cream quietly at the butt crack of dawn without some meddling talk show host needling him for a biographical update. <laughs> I know. It's, what's the world come to? That's very funny. Jason Rance has a video of this person awakening in front of his very eyes. Jason, braver than I am, he posted it on his Instagram account and the person rolls over, starts smoking and then proceeds to stand up and that's when the video ends. Oh. <laughs> because if I was Jason, I would have got the H out of there. And uh, again, the flavors that pay are Dublin Mudslide and what did I say the other one was? Something S'mores? Uh, the two, something like... Uh, two complete pints of Ben & Jerry's. Derelict Dairy. Yeah, Derelict Dairy. <laughs> Um, he, he festooned lit food litter all over the, the, the front door of the, uh, radio ranch. And, and, you know, as I explained on the video at 4.30 this morning, go to the Brian Suits pa- uh, Facebook page, Brian Suits on KTTH on Facebook. I, it, what do you do? You don't call Seattle PD at 4 a.m. because they won't come. You leave, they're literally, you press a button and leave a message. And that's it. If I call Seattle Fire, they're just going to come and Narcan the guy up and he'll, be taken to Harborview. Eight thousand dollars later, he'll stroll out at two a.m. with his brand new sleeping bag and 
get more Ben and Jerry's and probably wind wind up here again. All right, we'll continue because I was monologuing like a Bond villain, like an angry Bond villain who's had his catalytic converter stolen by Mr. Bond. We'll be back in a second to read more text uh, and save the best for last. It is AM770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Hey, I'm uh, 770 KTTH. Stories uh, that I uh, didn't get to today. An Australian woman is claiming that she was passing through LAX to get to Canada for a house-sitting for free accommodation deal with the Canadian couple, and that she was detained and asked if she had had an abortion and then deported. Does that pass the smell test? I, it, it smells like something, but uh, not the truth. Customs and Border Patrol is saying... Uh, flat out, that didn't happen. So, um, here is a pro tip: if you're wondering how to be a, a fleeing dictator or whatever, um, if if uh, your people are starving and the price of gas is through the roof and they've had it up to here with you, and they bum rush your presidential palace and start using your peloton and wrestling in your bed and swimming in your pool, then your name is Gotabaya Rajapaksa. And you're the president of Sri Lanka. Now, you said you were going to resign today, the 13th of July, 2022, the day before. I but I didn't put this together. Tomorrow is Bastille Day, which means very little to me. Or Something to do Americans. with the French, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. It's a light cream sauce, and they boil some brains in it. That's something. their July 4th. Uh, oui, oui, Metamucil. And so they, uh, what he did was he got on the escape plane, before the 13th, uh, and then he arrived in the Maldives and said, I resign. The reason he did that is because if he had resigned and said, all right, you're the captain now, he would have been arrested. Um, and, and so he, he's, he was a, he's a fleeing potentate who does, he doesn't have many rules, but he will follow some rules. Uh, so that's what happened there. And uh, Elon and Donald are still having their, their feud uh, and I, and it's gone to Twitter. I didn't, I, I'm missing these tweets when they happen from, from Elon, 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 Elon. And, and, but, but apparently they're going back and forth. Trump is going back and forth on truth social. Yes. And Elon's not, Elon, Elon is not on truth social. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, I cause Trump was making the point, well, just make your own social network like like he did musk's thing is well twitter's become a default town square it's just that it's a town square where there's a bunch of uh, robotic people yelling burn the witch um spinning up people saying no let's burn the devil or you know whatever and and that's it's almost as if he, he it's a 44 billion dollar bet that they have to review and now that they're suing him for that share price and and all that he's pointing out well now in court you have to prove that you're not 10 percent uh you know algorithm uh just spinning stuff up and you're and every and when when you claim to have eyeballs that you don't have you're defrauding advertisers and i don't know if you saw this story brian but have you been worried about the prospects of a nuclear holocaust recently uh, not until the city of New York put out a minute and a half PSA. So 
there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay? So, what do we do? Step one. So, yeah. cover. so there's a second sunrise. Don't worry, it's just a nuclear attack from the Soviet Union. Stalin's finally gone up and done the big one. No, 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 no. <clears throat> so there, I love the beginning. So there's been a nuclear attack. Casually, you think it should have been said with more immediacy? <laughs> so there's been a nuclear attack. I guess they're specifically talking about um, when... A Iranian-backed terrorist group uh, nukes Manhattan. They're not talking about when Shorty McNuke missile in North Korea nukes Manhattan because, of course, he'll send three or four. You know, and the reality is, there is uh, honestly at that point, if there's if it's a dirty bomb in the middle of Manhattan, it's going to be a very loud bang, and you'll want to get out of town. What are you supposed to do when you see the flash? Yep. And cover. Yeah! So there you go. Uh, anyway, that, that I mean, I, I'd be more angry at the waste of, of time and money. And when, when, because it, it really is, civil defense does nothing more than panic people. Because I remember there was, when they put the Banger uh, nuclear sub-base uh, in the Ohio-class subs at uh, Banger, Washington, well, of course, you're immediately a target for a first strike by the Soviet Union, the whole thing. Probably a second strike because the, your targets are actually at sea, uh, 200 feet under the waves, and they're about to deliver retaliation. Um, but regardless, it's a, of course, it's a nuclear target. So is Spokane, Fairchild Air Force Base. So is McCord. You know, I, you know, we grew up with that. It's just the civil defense, eh, it just raises public... Uh, and then finally, Brian, did you see the John Bolton audio of his interview with Jake Tapper? Oh, sorry, didn't I? Did not. I oh my gosh, hey, you have to hear it. I don't know that I agree with you. To be to be uh, fair, with all due respect, uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'état, yeah, not here, but you know, other places. Uh, it takes a lot of work, and that's not what he did. It, w- <laughs> it takes uh, John Bolton admitting <clears throat> he's planned coups in foreign countries. He ain't he ain't lying, you know. I thought you'd appreciate that. Oh no, right. I do. It's a it's a great uh, you know lifting of the veil there by by Bolton. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean it's a kind of a national security gig, um, and and that's why the you know for. Those of us who are amateur coup plotters uh, like me, <laughs> you don't send a bunch of unarmed people into your capital to interrupt a largely ceremonial uh, counting of the electoral ballot. That's not a coup. In America, we're so decentralized. It's really hard to plot a coup without the military. So, what's the book? Six Days in May? Uh, Eight Days in May? Anyway, however many days in May, written in late 1963-64, pretty good. A okay movie of it was made, but the novel's really terrific. How how to pl- plot a coup oh, the, in America? The Robert Kennedy book. Uh, yes. Um, all right. Uh, well, tomorrow is Practice Friday, 
And uh, I think we have a plan for Practice Friday, and uh, you get to be a part of it. Uh, we'll all be here Be here uh, at 6 a.m. We'll see if there's another drug head in the foyer. And uh, But this time, this time I'm unleashing hockey uh, on the guy. Back in uh, 21 hours, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic.